0: Justice Minister Helen McEntee has been criticised for not addressing street crime and prioritising other issues uh, during her tenure. Uh, Of course, it was the former Defence Minister, Willie Dee, who has highlighted the increases in uh, antisocial behaviour, emphasising the fear that citizens live in. Have a listen to him now, as he uh, spoke to Newstalk earlier, about his frustration with the current minister and the lack of focus on what he called brass tax
1: policing. Well, as a government TD, it's very frustrating to see the minister, you know, devoting all her time to legislation, which doesn't impact on the lives of most of the people that I represent. No doubt it's very worldly legislation, etc. But what I'm concerned about is the amount of people and communities who are coming to me who are being absolutely terrorised by anti-social behaviour, being committed largely by young people, people as, as, as young as seven and eight years of age, and I'm, what I'm talking about here is people's windows being broken late, people's doors being banged on late at night, there's cars being vandalised, uh, you know, literally, there are places here where people are literally afraid to walk the streets. And it's all because of those federal roaming gangs of young people uh, who seem to, there seems to be no sanction. Nobody ever seems to get arrested. The Gardaí, uh seem to be powerless because we don't have enough Gardaíes. Uh, it's an extremely frustrating situation. I mean, for, I, for the next, over the next three weeks, for example, I've, I've booked in now three separate meetings of residents who are being plagued by dysentia social behaviour. In other words, their, 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 their enjoyment of their lives in their own homes uh, is being interfered with in a most d- d- despicable manner, and I don't see any movement or any action on the part of the Minister for Justice uh, to take steps to alleviate the situation. When I go out doing some door knocking, as I do now with my council candidates for the forthcoming local elections, I think one or two people have asked me about hate crime. But every second or third person is asking me about antisocial behaviour. So, you know, the hierarchy, that, that seems to be the hierarchy. I mean, that is, that's, that's, that's fairly clear from, from when you look at the amount of time being devoted to things like hate crime, etc. Uh, but there's no time at all devoted to what everybody, every second person is talking about. And I think that's a wrong. That's a wrong list. That's the wrong uh, cast of priorities. I mean, the priority should be what's affecting most ordinary people in their daily lives.
0: And that's former Defence Minister Willie o uh, criticizing the current Minister for Justice Helen McEntee. I'm joined on the line by Brendan O'Connor, President of the GRA. Uh, good morning, Brendan.
2: Good morning, Pat.
0: Now, uh, two things. Uh, One is what the minister does in terms of legislation and she will have a number of uh, legislative uh, bills going through the process at any given uh, time. And then the other is uh, what relationship she would have with the commissioner in terms of uh, instructions to him or guidance to him about how policing is done on the streets. So, is there legislation that the minister should be pushing through to help you do your job?
2: Well, I think, uh, rather than getting into commentary on, on, the, on the Minister and uh, veer into politics, I mean, I'd like to stay on the issues of um, what can be done to, to alleviate the problems that are um, being, being alluded to there and which would reflect what our members are telling us. So really what we need to do is um, we need enough guardi. First of all, to enforce the legislation that is already in existence and, and use those guards effectively. So, um, that's really the priority for our members at the minute. And um, we don't have, uh, we don't have any say or input into legislation. Whatever legislation is put on the books, uh, of the statute, then our members are, are duty bound to enforce it. But if we're struggling to enforce legislation that is there, it's hard to see where the capacity will be to, to, to deal with further complex legislation. But that's that's a debate for down the road. But certainly the immediate issue is uh, tackling the issue that there is not enough guardy, and the guardy that are uh, available for duty are hamstrung and have their hands tied behind mm-hmm. their back and can't, don't feel confident or don't feel they have the support to go out and deal with these issues yeah. that are affecting See, see that, right? that's
0: what I was getting at, Brendan, is, is, you know, do you need any other legislation that protects you as Gardaí in the conduct of your jobs? I mean, is there a deficit there? Because uh, the minister, you know, you'll enforce whatever uh, legislation that is passed by the Houses of the Oireachtas, and that's uh, fair enough, uh, whether it's hate speech or anything else. But are, are there changes that you need in law to enable you guys to do your work effectively?
2: Well, the legislation that we need in this, the, the Guard Representative Association, have consistently is mandatory sentencing for assault on our members because that is an inhibitor to our members' effectiveness because um, member, criminals are assaulting members in unprecedented numbers and and, and in increasing numbers. And uh, every guard that's assaulted, as well as the personal impact on our members, is, is a guard that's not available for duty. And at a time when we have not enough guards and falling numbers, That needs more guardians that are not available to perform duty. So that's our priority in relation to legislation. So we would like to see uh, legislation and also in relation to body cams and equipment like that, that's something that will uh, reduce the number of assaults and numbers. But really what we need is, we would say, a focus on streamlining the processes because the, 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 the current move towards modernization and a new operating policing model, which is supposed to deliver more effective policing, more visibility, free up more guards, is actually doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. So we would see a priority... Uh, the priority for the organisation and for the guard of Commissioner is to look at some of the initiatives that have been rolled out that are actually keeping guards off the street and also the overall environment in which guards work in, where there's a fear of... And um, that they will not be, they won't get a fair treatment whenever they're subject to a complaint. The criminal is innocent until they're proven guilty, but the guard is pr- guilty till they prove their innocence.
0: Yeah. Um. The, the, in terms of other things that might help you, for example, uh, we've heard about uh, Gardi having to hang around the courts uh, waiting to be called and maybe not called today and uh, everything is adjourned tomorrow and so on and so forth. Um, is there a way, whether it requires the court system or the minister or legislation to be introduced that would make that process much more efficient? In other words, you know, the courts meander along as they do and some solicitor or barrister enters a a plea for an adjournment and everyone has been piled up waiting to go in uh, and then the judge gives an adjournment. I mean, do we need to tighten up that where the judge says, hang on a second, no, these people, these good people, Who are testifying are here, uh, whether they're a guard or an ordinary citizen, and you are disrespecting them.
2: Well, you know, the efficiency of the court is is a discussion for for someone else. But we would say that great steps have been taken in recent years. And actually, we was it that our members aren't actually in court enough. And it's very it's very rare now that young, inexperienced guards get to go into court. It's for the first time that they're actually in court now, could be given evidence in, in a contested drunk driving case, which is difficult. But other jurisdictions, again, we come back to the issue of technology. Other jurisdictions allow uh, officers to give evidence via video link or witnesses. So stuff like that. we again, we're just years behind. that. That technology isn't even in guard stations if the legislation mm-hmm. was there to underpin it. We don't even have the, the, the capacity. Yeah. So certainly there is room for some efficiencies, but the priority is really getting the guards that are available for duty out on patrol, visible in communities, and give them the, the backup and and the support that they can go out and tackle issues and feel mm-hmm. that, uh, the system supports them and isn't out to get them, which is really the atmosphere at the minute.
0: Now, what is the atmosphere for gardi on the beach, whether they're in a patrol car, on a bicycle or on foot, when they are confronted by gangs of youths? I mean, do the youths believe that they can act with impunity, that the worst thing that's going to happen to them is that they'll end up in some diversion programme and that's maybe not really a sanction.
2: Well, the, the management of youth crime is, is again a policy issue. And I suppose you no know, some, some, some persistent offenders will abuse that system, uh, but they'll eventually end up before the courts. So, um, there is a, there is a need for more. I wouldn't say that the criminal, ju- that the, the juvenile crime is, is the problem or that system, because we have to ha- always have a system that shows uh, a certain amount of leniency and allows people to make mistakes, but certainly it needs to move against people who are recidivist offenders who are intent on committing crime. But that goes, that should be applicable to people of any age, whether you're under 18 or over 18. But the system has to be, there has to be um, a fear of some consequences for your actions. And also the police need to feel empowered that the guards can pull up in a patrol car in a van, get out, and if they end up in a confrontation situation and they take proportionate lawful action that they will not find themselves dragged before the courts and actually they're criminalised more so than the people who are involved in, in criminal activity and anti-social behaviour, which is something that mm. we see time and time again uh, we believe that, for some reason, the state is instituting proceedings against guards. Now, in fairness, a lot of the time in the courts, the guards are being vindicated and are being found not guilty. But, I mean, you've had a period of suspension. You've had uh, members' well-being, mental health, a reputation in tatters. So something is wrong when we see prosecutions against guards, which ultimately fail. So, again, you're talking about the court, area, uh, wasting the court's time with a case there recently where a guard and a sergeant tackled a youth with a knife in a station. And were on suspension, and prosecuted before the court, and found not guilty, and reinstated that evening. So that just shouldn't be happening. There's something flawed in those investigative processes and the decision to prosecute. And we see that we can't comment on cases before the court, but there's some very high-profile where guards simply are fear when they go out on patrol that they're going to, if they take a decision. And they have to make these decisions at a split second under pressure. And we do, of course, we embrace accountability. But the pendulum has swung too far, and the guards don't feel supported and don't feel that they can do their job or that they will get a fair crack at the whip.
0: Brendan O'Connor, president of the GRA. uh, Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance, weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.